Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Tony, how many hours did you play a game before you give up on it? Uh, I don't know. How many? 87.8. Exactly. Exactly how many hours you should play something. Okay. So join us as we discuss Divinity 2 Original Bin Divinity Edition. (laughs) That's a lot of bins. Well, 87.8 bins. (laughs) Hours worth of binning. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so that's for us to say that, yes, we are ditching. We're giving up. That's it. It's done. Uninstall. Yeah. Let's get that disk space back. Got other yeah. games to put on there instead. Yeah. Um, we just aren't enjoying it. I mean, no. I, I'm sure it's probably been obvious and you guys at home are probably going, yeah, it's about time. Like, <laughs> like three episodes ago would have been better if you don't mind. But like, I don't want to be accused of not giving something the old. Yeah, red hot go. It has moments. It does. And it's definitely you know, all the way through it. Like, I always felt, well, Act One, we really liked. Yep. Sort of Act Two has sort of been a bit of a downward trajectory. Massive. From there. But it's, in fact, the moments of brilliance that make it so bad because yeah. it makes me wonder what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. Why did, why did they? I don't, I wonder if the change in experience points gain. In the definitive edition is what's ruined it. Well, that's a good point. If actually. you are supposed to be so much higher level doing this section and, than we have been, and like they're kind of pre- tailoring of people who have already played it before, so have that more. Yeah, so they already know what all the outcomes are, so they just speed run it basically. Whereas mm-hmm. we're exploring and doing everything, and coming across these ridiculous fights, and the, also the other thing is the disparity in the fights in one level. Like that beast Worse wolf thing. than the first game. Yeah, we were only one level higher when we took it on and we destroyed them. Yeah. Utterly destroyed them one level later. Yep. And then that little 15 elite just up the road is yes. still one-shotting us with her yeah, fireball fire spell. The yep. witchy fire on the, on the cross. Still totally killing us, yeah. Uh, so we've given up on it because yeah. it, it was too frustrating. Yep. So... About a number of reasons, all of which you've probably worked out. So part of it for me is definitely the story. Yeah. It was the story that was we played, we found Jahan, mm-hmm. the demonologist. Yep, to help me get rid of my demon out of my head. Yeah. And he says, go to the island and talk to the, don't talk to the advocate. Don't talk to Whatever the Whatever you do, don't, don't talk, talk to the advocate. It's only going to lie to you. Yep. Just kill him. Yeah. So, okay, well, we did that. Yeah. And we died because it was a much tougher fight than we are expecting. Yeah. But as a result of that, I actually went to the wiki and looked it up and everybody says, don't kill him. He's got three quests that you can't get from anybody else that give you all this loot, quest yeah. rewards and experience points and then kill him. Yeah. And that was, that, was, that was my breaking point really. Yeah. When they've written in the game a character that you trust, yeah. that you respect, and he says, don't even talk to him, just kill him. He knows about demons. Like He pretty much convinced me that like I, I was taking advice from someone who yeah, knew, so knew what they were talking me, about. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I find it really strange that Killing the Advocate completely locks off those quests. Like, normally with this sort of thing, there's someone else you can speak to to yeah. get the same thing. You yeah. can facilitate it. Uh, or maybe there's one quest, not three, not three. when we're sort yeah. of aching for XP. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah. but re- like, if it was just our story and a bit of stuff and it's, you know, sort yeah. of becomes an optional playthrough, but because we're so like hard up for XP, like yeah. every quest is really important. For it, yeah. yeah, that definitely got me as well. I was like, "Oh, that's not." Yeah, that's yeah. Straw camel back. I think for me, 
it's only small, but it's a grind of dealing with the gear and the inventory. Wow, and it's so regular. Like every play session, oh, like we have to both stop at least world. twice yeah. to rearrange our inventory, rearrange all our skills and our and skill books. Throw and, but there's no gear out. entertainment value in that. It's no. just a grind. Yep, yep, yep. Back to sell it all. Oh, that vendor doesn't have enough money. You've got to go to the next one. And you pollute the vendors with a bunch of yeah, crap items. That you've you already sold. Yeah, that, that don't disappear out of their inventory. It's not a huge thing, but that with the story, the disjointedness telling yes. of it, the lack of action points versus what your other enemies have, like so yeah. many more action points. When we did the Red Prince, then when the Red Prince found the Red Princess. <laughs> that was a good little scene. It was good. See, that was, one, and again, in a moment of brilliance, that was, yeah, that was really when good. the game really shines again. Yeah. Yeah. But then- those was it those no it was the it was not them they were really well synergized with each other so one of them put water everywhere the lizards then the next one electrified us and the next one froze us so it all really synergized well yeah they did and really I got well. super pissed because they killed Fane so easily but it felt apart from that I think they had again it felt like they had too many action, action points. points yeah apart from that yes but the one that really had too many action points was that big that big monstrous creature that was causing the aura of Oh, the order of decay, like the order of decay, monster, and he was he was moving halfway across the map and then attacking three of us yep. with each of his actions. He had so, way too many action points. Some voidling, greater voidling dragon looking thing. Yeah, yeah. We did that fight twice, twice, didn't we? We did, but that's yeah. because uh, we stuffed it. We went, we won it, and he ran off, and then somehow we stuffed up. It was a weird, another weird fight where the AI went a bit wonky. He like disappeared yeah. for half the fight, and so yeah. the fight ended. And no, I, I teleported him miles away. Right, and it and then out with then that. we killed all the people when our went around yeah. us, and he didn't know what to do. So he was yeah. just kind of wandering away. But then I think we stepped too far forward, uh, and that's right. And then we did it again, and, and then he got all his and we got all his crushed. health back, yeah. and we were all completely out of position. And he jumped on top of us and killed yeah. us all in like one round. So but then we restarted it, then we and then restarted. died immediately on that turn because it went sideways from the absolute yes. beginning. Yes. So then we did it again, and then we actually beat it on the yes. turn. So that and that's sort of like how it goes because like you know we did it the first time, but like glitch happened. Yeah. And the second time the RNG goes badly and you get crushed. Yeah. And then you do it for the third time, and so now you've played for an hour and you've done and you've one progressed fight, the game. Yeah, you've nothing. progressed like, the game two minutes much and got no gear out of it or anything yeah. interesting usually. Yeah. That thing that pretty much sums up why uh, it just was a grind. Yeah, it just it didn't feel entertaining, and and we were getting like crucial story points. Obviously, part of the main plot that neither of us knew what the hell it was they were on about. I don't know. I enjoyed the scene with the red princess, but I don't know why she was there. Yeah, no, neither do I. And I was I was actually following on my character's personal quest, and I don't actually know why she was there. No. Okay. Yeah. I don't really know why the guards attacked us either because they let us go into the character. No, account. I know why that they weren't the guards. Oh. They were other dudes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, they did actually explain that to me when I came out of the... So yeah. that was another case, I think, yeah. of the game actually not being designed for multi-players. Because I missed that conversation. Because you missed that conversation, yeah. which they just had directly with me, like when you had the elf and had that conversation and yeah. I couldn't join yeah, in. You couldn't join in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what happened there. So they said, so remember how the first lizard we saw, the dreaming guy with the orange with the thing in it, yeah. said there were two... Um, Teams, what's the word I'm looking for? Two sides. Two, two sides, yeah, yeah, two sides. Houses, two, two houses. houses. And they were from the other house that were trying to kill uh, us. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, and so right. they just kind of, 
made a joke. And I could there were lots of options, conversation options, but I think they all would have ended up with a fight no matter what you chose. I think so. But that's why they were trying to kill me because they're from the opposing house. That makes more sense. A house makes of shadow. Context there. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Right, right. Okay. Ah, uh, again, that's another example of where it's sort of like let's yeah. say co-op experience is not. Yeah, and we actually haven't thought about how the co-op play yeah. is going to work. Uh, and the fact that I can't yeah. do anything, like even if I could manage my inventory and stuff, while you're taking your turns in the yes. in the combat, even something like that, but there's yeah. nothing I can do while no, you're taking your turn. So it gets really makes it very long. Yeah. That's I would put up with that, but it's again, it's not one thing. Yeah, it's not what's wrong with it. That's not the only thing that's wrong I, with I it. I think yeah. this is a, this is a case where like the things that are wrong for us and the way we're playing it are too much. But I think for other people, they wouldn't yeah. be a big deal. This isn't like. The game's objectively terrible. No. I think there's probably lots of enjoyment to be had in there. It just didn't really yeah. work for us in our yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's it for Divinity. The thing that both worried. So the other thing we should add is that this is our second attempt at recording this episode. I think we should say oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if we sound a bit disjointed. No, because I want to say. Yeah. That last time we talked about, as wasn't naturally occurring this time like it did last time, yeah. they were both concerned about Baldur's Gate 3 as a result uh, of this. Yeah, that that's true. I You've mentioned this before, I think, that, that um, <laughs> you were concerned about it. And I was like, no, let's give him a chance. And now I'm like, Tony, I'm a little bit concerned about this. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Like, what? It's just really strange story mm. beats and... Too much stuff in the crafting system and too much useless equipment. Really feel like it was just too much splattered against the wall. Yeah. So really needed some more interleaving of the systems together yeah. and, a, and a more uh, just pairing back on So I think things. the too many skills will be alleviated in Baldur's Gate 3 because it's Dungeons and Dragons. I'm thinking So that's already really streamlined. So that will, that will definitely go away. Yeah. Like I would – I was – why I say there's too many skills yeah. is – at the end of our last play session, I realized that I had the, the second hot bar yeah. with all my new powerful skills that I'd purchased and memorized yeah. and I hadn't been using any of them. Because they're on the second bar. Because they're on the second bar and they're all new and I didn't know how to use them properly. Mm. And so really, because they're hard to get and you can't get them straight away and they only unlock as you play through the game, you've already developed a strategy with your character. Yep. So yeah, that, that, then that, I think there's too many skills in this one, way too many skills. But that will be alleviated with Baldur's Gate because your character classes will have all their D and D stuff. So that's yeah. one thing. Yep, yep. And I mean, uh, Baldur's uh, Baldur's Gate has a great framework for stories and things like that as well. So hopefully, the story will be good as well. I think it's like that the world uh, is not. I don't not hugely fan of the Divinity world. No, sort of things. I think that'll help smooth out those. Edges well, hopefully, there as well. if. The- uh, if they tell the story in such a disjointed manner, I'm concerned that they'll tell the Baldur's Gate 3 story in an yes. equally disjointed manner because they'll be trying to do too many things, things. And so you forget if they haven't worked out how to improve their journal because yeah. normally this stuff can be alleviated by having a good journal that you can follow through the journal and remind yourself, oh, that's right, oh, that's right. But the Divinity Journal is terrible. I know that the Chapter 1 didn't have, wasn't like resounding raves for it. Okay, the the beta testing stuff. Beta testing that they did for it kind of thing. But, you know, that's also like it's only the first chapter and stuff. And it's beta testing, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to take too much of it, but I will see, I suppose. Definitely not going to be a day one purchase, my friend. Not going to be a day one purchase. We will wait and see on that one. Yeah. Okay, so that uh, that brings Divinity 
To a close? To a close. In the bin. So I played some Astroneer, which brought me great joy. That's good. Uh, There's a a pumpkin event on at the moment for Halloween. (laughs) So you've got to go and collect some space pumpkins and then put them through a pumpkin-based machine. Of course. Plant-based organic machine thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, And then you make uh, pumpkin lean. Some sort of pumpkin-based gasoline derivative. Ah, pumpkin, of yeah. course. It's a gas as yeah. well, just to be uh, clear. Uh, and then you you take all that gas and you shoot it off into space, and then they give you rewards for it because they want pumpkin. Yes, it's it's a hot commodity on the interstellar astronaut network. Okay. Yes, yeah, on the exo exo trade network. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, they added a little um, a new controller that does like an activation in a in an area of effect. So you can line these uh, buttons up, plant your seeds, and then when you hit the button, it plants the seeds. And then when they grow, you hit it again and harvest the seeds yep. kind of thing. So uh, I hooked that up with some some repeaters and some buttons. So I just kind of kept flashing them off all the time. I constantly kept replanting. pumpkins. Yep. And Planting then I put uh, so many pumpkins. Uh, I then built like a little, an array of auto arms to collect- The pumpkins. All the pumpkins. I used the terrain tool to like build like a cage, like a soccer- Cage, oh no, sorry, soccer cage, um, soccer net to capture all the seeds because when they, oh, when they yeah, harvest, yeah. they kind of explode everywhere. Pssh. So you want them like to funnel back into the into the uh, into the auto arms yep. and then into the into the system that then converts it and does all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, it was like a uh, just a really great uh, astronaut experience of like, oh, I need to do all these things. Yeah. How do I bring the Here are your tools, tools that you've got? Yeah. How do you use tools to I, the best advantage? Exactly. I worked out, I made it some sort of generic uh, three-platform configuration that I repeated and I was using it for all sorts of tasks in the game and I was like, oh, hang on. If I like reconfigure these a little bit, I can turn these into like this pumpkin uh, production powerhouse thing kind of thing. So <laughs> that was great. And even like the, when the rewards came in, I set up it so it would like filter out you know the the metals out and the um, the dynamite. Store them on a rack. Uh, shred the hydrazine jetpacks because don't I got, need like, them. A, don't need them. They got a shred. million of those. Shred. Shred the shredder. Shred. Uh, just excellent, excellent. Everything I love about that game of like just building yep. up a little system was great. So I did that until I got some of the bonus rewards that you can't normally get. Some yep. high end stuff. A pumpkin space helmet. That was one of the. I mean, you joke, but I think yeah. there was a pumpkin-based skin yeah. uh, on offer. Yeah, so they give you like a. Like I think a pumpkin shelter. I think is the, uh, okay. the top end tier reward oh, yeah. after you ship off like eight thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love living in pumpkin-based space yes. homes. Yes, of course you do. And then yeah, once you once you get the main rewards, it's just like you give them eight thousand, and they just send you back a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that was great fun. I really enjoyed that little quick little spurt back into Astroneer and then yeah. done again yeah. until there is another patch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you uh So I've been out? playing Pathfinder Kingmaker a little bit more. Yes. Uh, this is the one that's kind of like a splinter from D&D. Yeah, it's the uh, D&D 3rd edition that mm-hmm. that kept when D&D moved on, mm-hmm. Pathfinder splintered off and stayed with that rule set and they've developed it and they've added a bit more to it, but it's Predominantly D and D third edition in its own, in its own world, its own world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really well thought out. It's That's great. Very engaging world. Yeah, the whole uh, divinity system. What's it called? Deities. All these different deities and yeah, yeah, all churches and everything. Well thought out. But having been a person who's game mastered a lot of Dungeons and Dragons games, yeah, the dudes, 
that wrote this adventure made some really basic mistakes. Yeah. So the first thing that I don't like is that you're given a time limit. Yeah. So you've got 90 days to do this. But of course, like, you don't know whether 90 days is enough is it like time a, or not. Um, like a mission, like going. You got to you got to purge the stolen lands of the stag lord. Right. The stag okay. lord, who's the bandit king, right. the self-proclaimed bandit king. You got to get rid of him within 90 days. Because if you haven't got rid of him within 90 days, then too much damage is going to be done, and, and it's all going to be game over. Yep. So all they right. give you a time limit, but you don't know how uh, impactful that time is going to be. So then, resting and traveling becomes a problem because that all takes time. Okay. And so then okay. it starts off quite well. So the first few maps you find, oh, the other thing it does is it's all an overland map and then there's little mini areas. You find points of interest on the overland map which okay. then go into little mini maps. Yeah. But none of that is level gated. So some of it, like there's a manticore, for example. There's a manticore that you can find right next to one of the first quests you get given. Right. One of the areas where you... Go off after you finish the tutorial. Yeah. And I say, go off and go and get me some fangberries from this cave. Okay. So I go towards, he tells you where the fangberry cave is. Yeah. And on your way to the fangberry cave, you go past the plains, the plains that are being harassed by a manticore. So you can naturally find it straight away. Now, it does tell you that it's killed all the civilians and the manticore is quite dangerous. Uh-huh. And when you go in the area, so the area then goes into a little map and the maps are all self-contained, which is quite good. And then there's dead people everywhere, but... That's not a bit of a giveaway because there's dead people on all of the maps anyway. <laughs> but the Manticore is like a level six monster that gets three attacks around oh. and tears a party of level two characters to shreds. Yeah. Each attack, character dead, character dead, character dead. So, and so you off, you get some berries and all of a sudden you're getting... Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's right. nothing that gates you out of these areas other than going to them, finding out that they're way over-leveled for you and then yeah, and then just and starting again. And then, yeah. Does it auto-save? Can you just like it does. It auto-saves when you go into each area so you can... Go back and then you can go back at the start of the area and just leave straight away. Yep. So it's okay. not overly burdensome, but it's annoying. Yeah, it's, it's bad game design because as a game master on a on a table, you wouldn't let your players of second level characters walk into the Manticore's den. You just wouldn't let them. You give them all these clues yep. that no, you shouldn't be going here. This is way above your level. It's something so simple you can do where the characters make comment or when you arrive, like, oh, this is seems well above our pay grade. Yeah. Would be enough, you know, oh, this is actually This big. soldier's got much better equipment than we've got and he's been killed by this beast. Yeah. Maybe this is more than we can handle. Yeah. Even something like that. law friendly yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Because do you really want to have to go, at least you make the choice of going in and seeing what's there yeah, and doing yeah. the reload yeah. thing, but you have a choice about it, don't you, yeah. rather than sort of other than get Gina for in. a fight and yeah. then, oh, and then oh, just getting completely okay. wild on. So that's one mistake. Then the other mistake that they've made, because this all this all leads back into that time limit thing. Yes, yeah, so it's thirty days. Soon after you get your first mission on the road, you get a second mission straight away. And as so, you've now got choice A or choice B. What do I do? And, as well as your original task. Of- well, no, your original task is just a global task. So your first step on your oh, global task is yeah. task A. Yeah, right. So you're following task A, and then you meet this dude who says, "Oh, and by the way, you should do task B too, because that's going to impact everything." Mm. And so then you go, okay, whatever, and you follow the path you're going on. And then as soon as you choose task A, yep. the journal updates with a very negative entry for task B saying, so like while we went to visit the ancient ruins, yep. um, who knows what the bandits were doing at the at the Thorn Ford. They could be doing anything. So that makes you immediately doubt the choice that you've made. Uh, you like to make the bad one. But interestingly right. enough- yeah. Every time there's one of these choices, it doesn't matter which one you choose, you always get a negative entry like that in the journal for the other one. Oh, okay. So, so there's three places that this happens, and every time 
it implies to you that you've made the wrong choice. Yep. And so that really messes with your head. I guess because you don't, it's not going to tell you you made a good choice because that, that's what you're going to go find out is like what happens. Yeah. Like, but, you know, um, it's interesting that it does it like right at the start. Yeah. Like as soon as you arrive, it doesn't sort of even like wait till you finish and said, oh, by the way, while you were just completing that a great adventure <laughs> yeah. and finding out the treasure over here didn't go so good. It's a bit yeah. different than make a choice and oh, well, yeah. over there is definitely, you yeah. just let all those villagers die. Yeah. Good on Bad you, luck. hero. Yeah. Hope it was worth it. Yeah. So that's yeah, annoying. Okay. And then, so most of the maps that you go to are single area maps, which is fine. That's okay. Yeah. And so you do, you follow them. So a lot of them have monsters at a higher level than you, or there's more of them than you, or whatever. So you you take wounds and you use your equipment. But that's okay. You've got to trek to the next place. So you naturally rest as part of trek to the next place, uh, yep. which feeds back into this time limit thing time that I'm talking limit. about. Yeah. But then. There's two, so path A and path B both have a major junction point. Yep. And one of them is this massive creature, this tree that's the shape of a bear, uh, that again totally tears you apart. Oh, uh, damn it. Well, the tree. So, did you bring fire, Tony? Well, no, interestingly no. enough, it's not, it's not particularly vulnerable to fire. Why not? It's a It's tree. got a terrible dexterity, so it's completely vulnerable to any dexterity affecting spells. Oh, yeah. So I apparently mean, okay. reading online, all you yeah. do is you cast a grease spell underneath it and it, it doesn't never gets a turn and oh. you just kill it while it's on the ground. It's got to roll like a 20 to pass its saving throw. Right. So all you, you do just... is cast a grease spell and then just wail on it with your ranged weapons and it's dead. How would you find that out? Can you like expect the carrot creature and see what its stats are? You can, but it don't makes a skill check against your skills, and if your skills aren't high enough, because remember you're only level two, yeah. So your skills aren't very high, yeah. You get a good enough roll, it'll tell you what its saves are, and right. you'll see that its reflex save is very bad. Okay. So then you got to, but of course you have to have had the reflex, you have to have the right spells memorized, and yes. you have to have those characters in your party at the right time. And it's a very so specific. It's like a one. Yeah. It's good that it's got a weakness, but there's only one one specific and weakness, like- and it's not immediately obvious. Yeah. So that's one. And then if you go down the other way, so that that's bad because it completely destroys you, but it's all right because, it's, again, it's a single map. Yeah. But if you go the other way, it's actually four maps in one to do this one thing. So Massively outsized. You've got to rest a lot. Yeah. If you want to do it properly, I didn't do it properly. I cheesed the game completely. When you die, as long as you don't all die, you come back to life with four hit points. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I spent, because I didn't want to rest because yep. I didn't know what was going on. So I spent half of these four maps with all my characters with four hit points, except for one. My my bard, who always stayed at the back, had her 18 hit points and she <laughs> kept everybody alive. And so a couple of times I died and everybody died, but most of the time I was just running around with four hit points. Yeah, nice. And just hopefully that, that they rolled badly and didn't hit didn't me. me. <laughs> but that's because at the time so that I, I didn't want to rest. Yeah. And there's all these there's all these other problems with resting. You can get attacked. You can get ambushed at night and rah rah rah. Oh, okay. So that was bad. That was again. It was too way too big an area for such an early level. Yeah. And with a time limit, and all this stuff, and they put monsters in this really early part that damage your ability scores. So not only are you oh you're not only using losing your hit points and yep. your equipment and stuff, you're also taking ability point damage. Jeez. And how, do you know how you get your ability point damage back? Resting. You rest. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you don't want to rest because you've only you got three days to finish gonna, this mission. Yeah, Tom, so um, there were all these things that were all piling on, and I'm thinking it's a good game. The, the system is good. The yeah. graphics are good. The characterization, everything about it is good, but it's just got a very, very amateur story. 
the way they've designed. The story's not even bad. Yeah, it's just they've designed a story for a bunch of fifth level characters and given it to you at second level. Mm. So that's rough start. Yeah, it's just a bit amateurish in my book. It's not as a game master, I would have given it two thumbs down. Mm. And if they were doing a test or something, yep. I would have failed them. Yeah, because it it just it pretty much ticks every box of what you don't do mm. to early level player characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really ability sick. point damage is pretty rugged. Um, so my fighter, my yeah. barbarian, at one point had a strength of two. Yeah, because she'd taken so many ability points of damage. I guess. So, question is then: You have thirty days to complete this. That could do all ninety these days. Sub- you got ninety, 90 days. days. You can actually do it in twenty-seven. Right. Okay. So you get you do get given more, Lord, way more than enough way. time to but do it. But you have no way of knowing that. But you got no way of knowing that. Completed the task exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was exactly like the it's, it, the very first thing you said was I had to go and fight the creature to find out that I couldn't beat it and then reload. Yes. Same thing again. You have to just. Yeah, you do it once, and then you know, and then you. Oh well, I've okay. got I've got you know sixty three days left that I can go and tool around with, and I can do all this resting, and I don't need to worry about that. And you can make it so much easier on yourself. Yeah, if you know every time you're running out of spells and running out of hit points, you just go and rest. Yeah, because you've still got another sixty days. It makes it so slaves. much easier, but mm. it implies that you need to treat time as a precious resource, so you don't go and rest because okay. resting takes eight hours to rest. Yeah, okay. plus you got to use rations. And so if you want to, so rations are really heavy to carry. So if you're carrying rations, you can't pick up any equipment. So you hunt instead. And hunting can take up to 16 hours to be successful. If you roll badly, it can take you up to 16 hours. So add that onto your resting time of eight hours. Plus you then need to cook a meal so everyone can eat. And that takes another hour. So sometimes you're resting for nearly 24 hours in just one rest session. It feels like, again, more of that, like, a little bit of exposition from your characters explaining that that's a really generous time allotment. Even if we have really bad time hunting, we should still- Yeah, we should still be able to do it easily. Easily. Yeah. Just to maybe, like, set that- uh, It's a a divinity problem as well. There's a presumption that you've already played the game. Yes. Yeah, you already know what's coming. And then- So I actually have played the start three times. Right. And each t- each time I gave it away, it's when I encountered something that I thought, oh, that's just ridiculous. So if I'd known this before, I would have done it this way. Yeah. So I've gone back. And now my third playthrough, I've had both of those experiences where I found this ridiculous thing and said I wouldn't have done it this way. Yeah. And now I've enjoyed my third playthrough. Okay. But only because I'd already known all this stuff, yeah. which is bad. And my final gripe about yeah. why it's bad design, I've kept all the magic items I've got. So you get... You create your character, okay? Your character is created out of any of the Pathfinder character classes okay. and races, whatever you want. And there's quite a few, isn't there? There's a lot. Yeah. But then you've got eight, eight or ten. You don't you don't unlock them all right at the start. You only unlock you only unlock eight in the Act One. Yep. Eight companions. So there's eight companions, six of which the game knows exactly which six you will have, right. and then two of which. So. Th- so of the remaining two, mm-hmm. they could be any two of four characters. Yeah, okay. Okay, any yeah. combination of the remaining four characters yeah. could be any two of them. So the game literally knows exactly what characters you're going to have. Yeah. So you would think, therefore, that they would tailor the magic items that you find for at least most of them to be for those characters that they know you're going to have to improve their survivability and their ability to do stuff. You would think that, wouldn't you? That would make sense. But, but, well, is it is it RNG looting? Or just no, all the loot is fixed. Uh, There's no RNG loot. All the loot is fixed. Someone decided that they wouldn't put in gear that was usable. It would only be usable if the the person playing the game picked that particular. So, for example, there's a thing called monk weapons, right? 
Monks don't have weapons. They use their fists. Well, nah. Yeah, see, that's not true. Oh. Monks okay. use their fists and they use a selection of weapons that are classified as monk Fair weapons. enough. Yeah, yeah, like enough. nunchucks and shurikens oh, yeah. and punching daggers. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And so yeah. there's none of, get- none of the pre-generated characters are monks. None of them are, are monks. Oh. So the only monk would be your character if you yep. created a monk character. Yeah, sure. There are four magic monk weapons that you find in Act 1. Four. I don't... I feel like that's not, like... Yes. And two of the characters... Sure it's fixed? Two, yes, it's fixed. Two of the starting characters both start with bastard sword proficiency. Yeah. There is not a single bastard, magical bastard sword or even master... Or one of, they both start off with a masterwork bastard sword, but give some plus one to hit. So they both start off with a masterwork bastard yeah, okay. sword. Yeah. So that's something. But there is not a single magical bastard sword that drops. Two of the characters have got bastard sword speciality. It's an exotic weapon. Yeah. None of them drop in all of Act 1. Not a single plus one bastard sword or bastard sword of flame or anything. Nothing. Ugh. And yet a dwarven ergosh drops and a gnomish hook hammer drops and elven dueling blade drops. All these other ones, all these other exotic weapons. Orc double axe. I don't, un- I don't yeah. understand. So that, That's that, so weird. Yeah, so that really, that really cheesed me off. There's... So half of my characters don't have a magic weapon yet, Why and I've got so I've got a stash that has twenty three magic weapons in it. So I've got twenty three magic weapons that I don't want to use. It's too many weapons, Tony. Twenty three at level. That's I'm level way, four and I'm level five way, now. Way I just hit level five. Weapons. I've got twenty three magic weapons at level five, which is Why a lot. Do you have so many useless? You're like level two. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot no, of I'm weapons. level five now. Oh, level five. Okay. Uh, There's a they, lot of useless weapons, and they know exactly what the majority of my party is going to yeah. make. Is going to be built up. That's off. what's really annoying. Yeah, I think that it's fixed, and it's fixed loot, and they haven't used that to their own advantage. I don't. I don't think fixed loot is the way to go. You want tailored loot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I don't like RNG loot. In fact, I hate. No, RNG I don't loot. think you can tailored loot is fantastic because yeah. so Dragon Age Two did it quite well because yeah right it gave you all your companion loot was fixed and it yeah. gave you the loot that made your companion's equipment better it was just like you got an item and, and that was good because you yeah. always felt like you were improving yeah so that I actually prefer actually, that that's a way better way of doing it and yeah it's less it's, I mean I'm not a huge fan of detailedly looking through the stats of every weapon no like yeah no that should I be immediately obvious prepare it like this oh, is better this is, a, this is an item it would be perfect for this character and just yeah. like give it to them I yeah. like it when it's got a little bit of Maybe still got some story or something yeah. behind. It's not just so so, you know. Oh, here's a slot. Yeah. Here's a sword of betterness. The betterness. Have your, your sword betterness. of betterness. It's got bigger numbers. Yeah. Oh, and your armor of betterness. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Something, but I don't know. There's got to be some middle ground. But particularly for you as the player character, more importantly, like it should just say this should drop a X quality weapon. Yes. And then that fits you and your type that you can use. And then maybe the stats are a little bit randomized, but like it should be of a It should be designed for your character. Yeah. So if your character's chosen um, the exotic Kamar weapon, yeah. I'm just making that up. I don't even know what I think that's another monk weapon, actually, the Kamar. <laughs> but you've chosen that. Yeah. And then an, an, a gnomish hook hammer drops and an elven dueling blade drops and all these other exotic weapons drop, but not the one that you've chosen. How. How dark would you be? You just got to. That makes you just go back and just use and, those. Yeah, redesign your character, character and pick one of them, knowing that one's coming something. up. Yeah, that's so silly. It seems such like an easy thing to do, just yes. to make it like um, particularly with fixed character. loot. Yeah. They lose. They're, they're completely losing the advantage of having fixed loot. But anyway, it's a lot Weird. of fun. They did yeah. this really good thing where it's not all just 
fighting, they do these storybook events. Okay. Which is where it gives you like a choose your own adventure book ah. that's quite well drawn out, drawn with the yeah with the characters, the NPC, or the sorry, the party member characters. Yep. So you can see who it is that they've drawn, mm-hmm. and then they're not always the same ones. They choose different ones from your party. That's oh, so also just generated. Yeah. Really and it tells you, gives you story flavor text of what you're going to do, and then you make a choice, and you can make skill rolls to succeed or fail, and that's actually a really good section as well. Okay. So it gives you a little like bit a... of extra experience points. Yeah. And sometimes it will unlock new areas that you can't otherwise get to. Sometimes it'll shortcut mm-hmm. you to a faster bit. So they're quite good that they yeah, mix it up yeah. with that as well. Well, it's better than just conversation tree like you'd normally go through for that yes. sort of stuff. You know? Yeah, no, it's quite good. And it fits more with the uh, D&D storytelling yes, motif as well. Yes. Like that's sort of you know, where it comes from. It does. I like that. It sounds like it's a good game overall. Just Yeah, at the moment it's a one thumbs up. Okay. At the moment. Of, of a total of two I've thumbs? I've just unlocked Act 2. Yeah, of a total of two thumbs. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I've just unlocked Act 2, which has unlocked the whole kingdom building mini Paths. Right. Whole another part of the game is building a kingdom once you've unlocked ah, it. Ah, okay. So okay. then you've got to manage yep. your advisors yep. and you've got to manage your use of resources and you've got to keep your people happy and you've got to right. manage the trade so routes. Whole... There's a whole kingdom management game within Sounds the game. Sounds like as what well. I wanted more out of what, um, out of, um, being a Dragon Age. Yes. Um, yeah, position. more of what Dragon Age said that they were going to have. Yeah. yeah. It's got more of that in it. So yeah. I've only just unlocked that. So we'll see how that goes well, into the future. Yeah. See, and I know it turns out I don't mind the old bit of. City building. No, I do. I like it. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, looking forward to hear more about this. Yes. How far? How far through are you? I just started Act Two, and I think there's five acts. Okay. Yep. So yeah. One. But I've replayed a lot, so hopefully I can speed it up. Speed it up now without. I'm I'm powerful enough now that I shouldn't get any really nasty surprises. I should be fully aware of stuff that I can beat. Well, stuff that I can't beat. We'll see, won't we? So, like, I should have... I, I actually knew, as a D&D player, I knew that a bunch of second-level characters fighting a Manticore was going to be dicey yeah, I mean, at best. But I still persisted. It still comes down to, like, the idea that you know that from your knowledge, but is that what the game's actually set up like no, as well? Because you have no up. basis for that to make that oh, assumption. And actually, you can't run away from fights. That's the oh, other thing. Once you're in it, you... So as soon as the Manticore appeared and the fight started, I was locked into the fight. Oh, so you had no... So you didn't know it was a No, the Manticore wasn't there on the map. You got uh, to a certain point on the map, the Manticore flies in. in. See, that's even worse you. because you're right. You could yeah. have seen the Manticore eating and gone, I know what this is. And yeah, I can't I'm fight probably, a Manticore at this level. And again, you have a choice... Then yeah. you have the choice to, to, yeah. to do the safe scum or not. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. The fact yeah. that it jumped in and you got like, oh, it's a yeah. manticore. Yeah. That's not that's that's just very mean. subtle difference, but a very different outcome in the player experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also you don't know. The other thing I find is it could have been a wounded manticore, could have been a weak manticore, you never mm. know. Are they really going to throw a fully powered manticore here at a bunch of level sec- second level characters? That's a valid point. You don't actually know what it's going to do, and so you yeah. still test it out. Oh, it, it out did say was... there was a manticore marauding this area. It but, did say that. Yeah, which was. I wouldn't know though. I wouldn't necessarily think that. No, oh, you I wouldn't can't take it because yeah. like I'm a level two character going to an area like that's. Yeah. it's probably going to be okay for me. Yeah. That's usually how they work. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not really subverting expectations. It's just shooting them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone had the expectation that I was going to let my survive my colony on Mars starve to death. Yes, we had. We all we all left last episode with that expectation. They did not starve to death, Tony. My Ponzi scheme of keeping more colonists <laughs> in because they bring more food with them has so far been successful. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Yes. No one's starving. But to now death. you've got overpopulation issues. 
no, people are dying off and no one's having any kids, which is also uh, a problem. <laughs> okay. It turns out the first thing to go was the electronics uh, componentry, one of the top three yeah. uh, high-end gear pieces, which run all of the drones. Yeah. So when the drones stop working, they stop moving <laughs> product and repairing things. So my, my colony is in a... Um, a slow-moving, um, like, destruction yes. thing going on. Um, yeah, it's not going to last unless the war on Earth um, abates and I can bring in more supplies. Uh, yep. uh, but bloody Earthlings, in their stupid war, they're like, well, we, you know, we've had nuclear war, but we're not going to let the bad press stop it. We're going to send rockets to you with colonists and we're going to come and take your rare metals for free. Oh. And so we have to now ship how, it back. How generous of yeah. them. Yeah. So, like, when we ship it back, it really lowers their war standing uh, kind of thing. So when it gets back to a low enough level, then I can start to buy stop things being again. At war. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, my God. First, you, like, disavow me, and then now we're okay to take your off, off. Yeah, we'll take all your precious resources. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I'm really enjoying it, though. I do. Like, I, yeah. So with yeah. your electronics failing, does that mean there's yeah. now no longer any oxygen going into your... Biodomes? Uh, well, when the oxygenators are still running for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the moment. For the moment. Um, I do have like a a portable RV machine doesn't require any upkeep and okay. that has drones attached to it. So in theory, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I shut, down, shut down one dome because there was enough space in other domes for me to evacuate the whole yeah. thing out. Um, I've also got a huge renegade problem, which is also not <laughs> So you put all the renegades in that dome. If only I could put shut it, it down. I, if I could do that, I would definitely do a Sims. <laughs> and and I did starve out um, one I, I, one colonist, one renegade, in a dome I shut down. They, uh, <laughs> they, they suffocated because I turned the whole dome. Oh, well, that's suffocating, dying of suffocation is much faster yeah. than dying of starvation. So that's, so that's kind of you. Kindness. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I'm progressively shutting down... Uh, the domes in the hopes that I don't know maybe things will write themselves, write themselves or whatnot. So the ship that's listing badly to the port <laughs> will somehow miraculously write itself, and it'll be smooth sailing uh, again. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh man, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It's it's definitely it's definitely a um, uh, watching a disaster unfold. Okay, yeah. um, a slow motion train crash. Yeah. For sure, for <laughs> sure. It just involves death of hundreds of colonists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely didn't consider... I feel this game gives you all the information, but not quite enough. But You were telling me about the research thing that needed 20 colonists to run. Yeah. Well, yeah, another example of the you need to do it before you... Can succeed. Succeed. So I... Running out of resources, right? And I'm like, oh, if I... Don't, if I can reduce my polymer or uptake or whatever, whatever back I channeled through, I'm like, if I could change reduce my power, my need for that, yeah. more power or change my power situation, that would save me resources. Yeah. So I researched a nuclear fusion, which is like a 200 power unit thing. Okay. Yeah. Like half my colony's power with one unit. Yeah. I built one of those. That'll that's fix the great. problem. That fix the problem. It's like a massive amount of research. It took like multiple souls to finish. Yeah. I get it. Go to slap it down. Oh, it needs 20 colonists. To, and I'm like, that's the one thing I don't have a lot of colonists because I don't have any machine parts to repair the oxygenators. That I die of. It's lucky that they're, they're all connected so that as long as there's enough on the system still working, then it'll no, be okay yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, 
so here's your get out of jail free card. The only problem is you need to be in jail first before it's going to use to you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It probably wasn't the solution to my problems, but it's just another example of like on the research tab, it doesn't tell you. It doesn't it tell you it needs twenty colons. You know, like there's run. not enough information. You have to know that. Yeah. And so when you're picking those tech tree things out, you really need to know what they do already before yeah, you yeah. start researching them, kind yeah. of thing. Um, or you need to do yeah. preliminary research into them or something to give you more information. Yeah. But no game does that. No, no. That would be no. unheard of in a, yeah. in a game. No game does that. I really feel like clicking on it should give you more like... Yeah, it should of, tell you what's again, required. There's a lot of information on there, but not those that core stat of like, yeah. this requires 20 people. This is what this is required to run this. Not, you will need 18 yeah. energy and 42 people. Yep, yep. I'm still not sure too if the whole research tree is just RNG or if it's a fixed sort of list. Because right. I've still got lots of gaps in the columns, when ones that I haven't yeah, discovered yet. Yeah. Well, you kind of just discover them when you just get them. I'm not okay. really sure. I think there's like wonders that you scan and you get more right. researches from that. Uh, yeah. So uh, the whole you got to play it again and again to get better at it. Yes, really. so you got to know the outcome beforehand. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe that's just a thing with city builders that I'm not. I just feel like you give them more information about the research, what you're going to research before you give it. Right. Well, yeah. And yeah. then there was the whole Civ thing where I talked about there's an ultimate goal in civilization. There's where no, you, as far as I'm aware, there's no goal. Yeah. You build your spaceship and fly off the Alpha Centauri in civilization. So you actually, even though you don't know it until towards the end of the game, yeah. you are actually heading towards an ultimate goal. Yes. And can. I remember the first yeah. game, Civilization 1, the first one, yeah. there's this whole great video sequence plays when you build your spaceship and yeah. it celebrates your achievements and rah, rah. It's really quite. Satisfying, yeah. To finish a game of civilization of that original yeah. civilization, that's a long game. Yeah. Well, so there are sponsor goals, or like there is like a list of tasks you can do, like first Martian born, first oh, yes. dome constructed. And there's a whole bunch of milestones that you yeah. should get. Like, I guess like civil. I think like season three had like civilization milestones that yeah. you get to, like a first thousand people, you know, and whatnot. First coliseum, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. So I guess that's a sort of progression. Yeah. Um, you can also pick a different landing spot. So across Mars, there's like half a dozen yep. landing sites landing site yep. you can pick from with different, uh, I guess, different resources, but different topographical layouts. Yep. And I guess some will be harder than others. Um, they've also added a whole new underground section as well to the game. Of course. Might change it up a bit too, yes. but how, many how much resources are available and whatnot. But I don't think there's... Any goal per se? No, it's just uh, it's like SimCity didn't have a endpoint. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just keep building it you until you make it, it self sufficient. Yeah. I guess would be the the goal was to make it self sufficient because there's right. certainly a, a, a certain amount of like, um, but it still wouldn't stop. You could leave the game on for or in perpetuity if yes. you made your civilization self sufficient. Yeah, the game would happily let you continue to play it forever. I guess so. Yeah. Until the integer counter for the soul day maxed out, I guess. I don't need – I like an endpoint on my games. Yeah. I like a finite – I'll have to go check and see if there is actually uh, a proper – An ultimate goal that ultimate finishes goal it off. For, says, well done. You've beaten this. Because, like, they could have a story beat. Like, I could imagine that, like, finishing the, the tasks for that particular colony might – because there is a – there is story. Okay. Like, um, you get a lot of – um. They put forward through these like little news alerts and things like that, or when you get wonders talking about the goal of humanity to leave Earth and yep. to um, you know be the new frontier and the new foundation for civilization on a new 
uh, planet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's that kind of like push for that. So having a successful colony might trigger like I would I, maybe if you do get to a certain point, it might go. You've made a self-sufficient colony. You now can move on to the next thing. Because that seems to be yeah, the goal. Okay. Like having enough you know, production in the system to keep going. And there's a few items you can get, some wonders that seem to produce infinite amount of resources. Like they're not limited stockpiles. Okay. Yeah. And I think if you've got that kind of mechanic in the game, then you could sort of build, like sustainability is part of the thing. It's like how much maintenance do things need and you need to get it to go. Like it feels like the whole game is built around this sort of limited resource balance at yeah. all times. You can have more people, more people require more oxygen. More oxygen means you get more, yeah. more upkeep, you know, and yep. it's sort of, you know, it's just always stacking those dominoes. But I think, like, I don't know other games have that kind of, that level of balance at all times. I feel like there's more slack in the systems, but right. maybe there's not. Maybe maybe that's what all, I mean, I don't remember them as well kind of thing. But, yeah. Being quite so on a knife edge. Yeah, Phil, it does. I've always felt that any which way I went, I was always going too far one direction. I always like whatever thing I try, whatever need I tried to satisfy, yep. Yep. I was creating two more needs. <laughs> two more needs at to the same time. The you know? need. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely how this, how this game's played. Yeah. Oh, to me, at least, anyway. Yeah. Yep. So, well, we'll continue to watch the slow collapse of my colony. Yes. I don't think it's going to survive. I don't think I've got enough stockpiled rare metals to get both back to <laughs> um, not being at war. Yeah. I've got a bit of cash stockpiled, so that's okay. I um, wonder how quickly yeah. your civilization will collapse once that last electronic part fails. Yeah, I don't is know. Is it just hanging on because electronic parts are still working? Yeah. Or is it? That'd be interesting to see that. It's because there's, there's a, so we're still producing a certain amount yeah. of electronics. So it's about, I've tried turning off anything that requires it to try to like do it up a stockpile. Then I'm starting to realize that the way I've built my base, there's not a lot of redundancy. Uh, so when one goes down, maybe a whole dome loses access to things as yeah. well, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, again, it's more about balancing, you know. Like yep. it's, uh, yeah. I should have gone a lot slower because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, but yep. the game really pushes you to keep build, 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 build. Here's a new thing. Here's a new thing unlocked. Yep. New thing unlocked. Build, new build, thing unlocked. New thing, and you always feel like you're behind. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, I gotta try it. I gotta try it out. Uh, well, and I guess pressure. If the war on Earth is a regular feature, you've only got so many souls. I don't know, like, what triggers that war to happen. Right. Because I yeah. feel like that's part of the game is to sort of, like, you quickly realize how much stuff you're importing from Earth yes. to keep you going. Yes. And then that gets cut off and you're like, wow, I did not see that I coming. I spent all of my money on rockets, last-minute rockets to fill up. And then you have to survive <laughs> this huge stretch without any support from Earth yep. kind of thing. I feel like that's sort of, like... um. Yeah, it's a challenge it's intentional. point. In there. Yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying. It. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, and and you've and intrigued me enough to look for it on a Steam sale and yeah. try it myself. Oh, look, if you think if you dig a city builder and you also dig Mars or yeah, like yeah, space, space exploration kind of thing yeah. as well, and research, I always love research treats. Uh, yeah, that's I love probably the weakest trees. point of it too. You know, oh, don't say that. Yeah, well, just because it's like just those stupid columns. Yes, and it's really hard to find what's on it and how it relates to the different technologies. Yes. It's and a how, challenge. You give me a challenge. Yeah, that's it. It's just yeah. a lot of reading. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, uh, that's surviving, surviving Mars. Surviving Mars. Uh, to round out, I just want to talk about how to land. Uh, yes, fourteen man chaos land. That's a lot of mans. That's sure is. Sure is. Thankfully, there's a nice breeze running through the whole place the whole day. Yeah. 
Uh, I think we should clarify. It was a 13 man land and Josh. And <laughs> Josh. Yes, of course. He's <laughs> his own special category, that's for sure. Uh, I don't think he enjoyed anything we played the whole day. <laughs> but, you know, that's classic. Josh. He enjoyed complaining about not enjoying it. Oh, yeah, anything. definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, yeah, we don't, you know, you never, you never play enough at these things, but did a lot of yelling, which is kind of yes. the main point of the game. Got crushed by a couple of guys. And of that are course, way too good. Because I was on the, um, for the, want of a better word, mailing list <laughs> leading up to the land. And so it was very clearly expressed what games are going to be played. And so please install all of these games before arriving. So surely everybody had all of those games all fully installed on their rigs. I vital to join your dream world, Tony. Wow, that sounds great there. <laughs> no, so day- I'm guessing the answer is no. No, no. We had all the classics. Um Oh, not not all the not quite all the classics, but we had the uh, yeah people didn't install games. Yep. Um, we had uh, people whose computers didn't work when they rocked up, <laughs> so they did quite a bit of troubleshooting. <laughs> uh, we had the um, just crushing by like really bad teams when all the like, really good players ended up on the on one, one team, one yeah, team yeah. and you just left like just standing around <laughs> like jump around in COD 4 in front of you like yeah you can't hit me like no I can't hit you that's just <laughs> you are correct you're I correct. cannot hit you not at all uh, but like again like the just getting into a game is the hardest part of playing this thing like, yeah. presume, even if you have everyone install the game and everyone computers works and everyone turns up on time yep, and yep. everyone remembers all their cables yep. you know, everything's that. looking good yeah okay let's now play, let's all play game A let's play Battlefield 4 Battlefield 4 okay so first we need to find a server that has enough people <laughs> right luckily there are 14 person servers and we have 14 Two people, people in the land of people. four teams of seven people each yep. actually pretty perfect yes so first step Find a server. Second step, find a server that actually has all the like the correct maps for everyone who's got it installed <laughs> in the game. Yes. Because even though we all have the premium edition, yeah. you have to manually go and install a bunch of DLC add-ons manually before you can get to it. And you can't tell that the server's no good until you've already joined it. <laughs> so you find that server, that mystical yeah, that server mystical that's ser- empty, empty server that everyone can yep. get to. You get about halfway through having everyone join and you have a rando join your server. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's not great because now one person can't fit yes. in the server. Yes. Then you find out that's actually one of the people's there's friends who's joined the server, and you're like, this guy's probably like, this is the best <laughs> thing ever. There's a full server of people, you know, it's going to be a great oh, time. Oh, I know six of them. This is going to be brilliant. And you're like, hey, can you please leave because, like, <laughs> you're taking up a spot we need kind of thing. And it's We've like, got it's, 14. We need 14. Oh, you know, uh, so <laughs> yeah, those lobbies are very frustrating, aren't they? Yeah, it really is, and nothing you can do about it because we're not control of the server; it's someone else's. Yeah, because you're not allowed to have your own unless you pay someone twenty five dollars or whatever it is oh, to have okay. a server, have you know, server. and then somehow block your friends' friends from joining in on the fun. Or the game has to then support rules where you can change it to sixteen people to let the other person yeah. in, even if you've got uneven teams. Like if someone, yeah. someone's friend wants to join in and yeah, play one, with a bunch one of extra being, person. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You know, you go to play Rocket League. Oh, that's eight people. Only eight and, people, four and, versus four. You know, four. four versus four. There's no even option to do anything fun. Yeah. And do 11 versus 11 or seven on, you know, whatever you want. Even if it's not an official game. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't use the land option in Rocket League. You've got to use a private game uh-huh. because, you know, the land option doesn't work for whatever magical reason. 
<laughs> you know, it's just it's all those things are just like half the time is spent just getting just into a game. Fighting the lobby rather than actually oh, playing yeah. the game. What worked great? COD four. Yes. I went, okay. Local server, create chaos land, twenty-four people join. It's everyone was there, everyone was there to join immediately. There was no issues. It just worked. Beautifully. Yeah. Amazing. So we played a lot of COD 4. As that was before out. everybody tried to cash in on online the live service sort yeah. of stuff, you know. It was probably like the last kind of one of those last games that was just, you know, we used to like to play Flat Out was another one that had yes. a lot of people. Yes, that was a lot of fun. doesn't work on modern machines anymore. And the new one is garbage. It's like, Disappointing. Oh, it just sucks. So a lot of like the things, yeah, like that is really hard. We're going to spend a lot more time culling that games list down so maybe then people install them all before they rock up. <laughs> before they And up. make sure that just the number one requirement doesn't have a flexible like lobby joining system yes. that we can get everyone into the same match because yeah. that seems way too hard. Yeah. Oh, oh. 14 people though, COD 4, uh, free for all on shipments. It's like the tiniest little map. Yes. It was just like you spawn in, you shoot <laughs> straight in front of you. Chances are you kill someone. You throw your grenade somewhere else. You kill someone, and then you die yourself. Because someone's just shot spawned you. in and shot you. One of one someone worked out. They they just took a step back from the spawn point and just plop, pop people in the back of their head as they spawned <laughs> in for ages. Got like you know uh, airstrikes and stuff like that in it. Yeah, that was good chaotic, very chaotic, fun definitely. Uh, yeah, so lands are great. Love lands. It's a hate packing up, hate joining lobbies, but yeah. overall, it's yeah. always, always a good, always a good time. <sighs> we need more old school games yep. that are good. That still work on modern PCs. Yeah, that's the other problem, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, so next week, next fortnight, we will play something else. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, what's the one? Uh, not Divinity. Division. The Division. Division. Yep. We didn't finish the story on that, which I'm curious to knock through. Uh, we also had Darksiders Genesis, Genesis. on the radar on the watch as well. list. Because yep. that was um, interesting being a third-person action RPG hack and slash, which we haven't played since like Diablo 3. No, a long time ago. A long time ago. So could you get back in something like that again? Something yep. very different from a turn-based strategy RPG, please. Thank yes. you. The other thing is, if you have very different opinion on Divinity Two to we'll us, we'd be interested to hear. We'd what like you to write in and tell us because we'd like to know if we if we did something wrong, if we missed the point. No, Tony, it's the children that are wrong. Okay, all right, but we still <laughs> want you to write in. Still write in and tell us. Tldrpodcast.com. Send us a shard. Uh, until then, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.